and Soul Podcast. I'm grateful you are tuning in today. I'm Shauna Hall, a self-love and mindset coach, teaching you how to align your life through mindset shifts, spirituality, and manifestation. Each week, I'll be giving you tips designed to help you create a passionate, purposeful, high-vibe reality that you love. If you're ready to align your glow, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. If you are a repeat listener, thank you for continuing to support the podcast by listening. Today, I have Alethea Lawton, who is from South Wales, on the podcast, and she is an author, musician, spiritual facilitator, and meditation muse, and we really dig into her story on transformation, on where she was, and how she wasn't really embracing who she truly was, but was open and curious to receiving different opportunities that led to where she is now in this present moment. As a coach, as a mentor, we talk all about chakra, the chakras and dance and how they actually go hand in hand. We also touch upon that the fact that you don't have to do things you don't love and why you shouldn't do them because life is too short. And then we talk about just being curious and embracing the fun. I think you'll really enjoy Alethea's story and I think that it will be filled of great engagement and I hope you enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. All right, welcome back to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. Welcome, Alethea, to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And the first question I ask all my guests is, how do you align your glow and soul? I do a lot of daily work. Um, I meditate for about an hour every day. Um, I do various exercises within that. Um, so I do sort of 20 minutes of standard meditation. I do some EFT. I do some Akashic Records work. Um, I do some manifestation, gratitude, journaling. So I have a number of different practices that I do every day. And it's the first thing that I do every morning. And as I say, it takes me about an hour before I get started in, in the day. And then from then, everything just flows. I, mm, that's a good one. I love that. And one thing I would love to explore is the work that you do with Akashic Records. Is that something you learned or you taught yourself? Because that is a subject I'm very curious about. And anytime somebody mentions that, I'm like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> well, I'm quite new to it. I've only been um, doing this practice for a couple of months, um, but I do do it every day. And I'm self-taught. I'm, I basically, I got a book from Amazon and <laughs> I'm just working through the exercises. I mean, I think for me, I've been doing um, spiritual work and training. I first started formally studying um, under somebody else about sort of 25 years ago. So I think if I was back then, I'd probably want to learn from somebody else where now I have the discipline to do work every day. I can get a book and go, OK, well, this tells me what to do. This tells me what to expect. I have enough experience. Like This book gives you questions to ask every day. And sometimes I'm asking the questions and the response I'm getting is, you know, this you don't need to ask this. You know this. And I'm like, yeah, cool. It's nice to have that affirmation. But I also I don't have the 
you know, I don't come at it from a place of ego because it's new to me. So I might look at a question and go, well, I think I know the answer to that. But just because I think I know the answer doesn't mean that I actually do. And I have been surprised by some of the material that I've had. So I, I sort of approach everything with, you know, the child's mind of this is a new thing. It's something that I want to learn about. Um, I'm open to any and all experiences. And I suspect that when I'm done, I'll probably adapt the practice quite a lot to suit sort of my own particular thing. But at the moment, um, Virgo and autistic, I'm very good at following instructions. This book tells me what to do and I do it. Um, but yeah, it's been really, it has been really interesting. And I know um, a lot of other people are interested in it. And I've, I've already got friends say to me, hey, can you do, you know, do my Akashic records for me? And I'm like, well, give me a couple of months and then, <laughs> then we can talk, you know. I love that. That's awesome. I think it's important to recognize too, what exactly what you just said, being open to a new subject. And even if you think you know it, like just being curious. And that's one of my mottos is just to approach anything with curiosity. So once you feel comfortable about teaching others, we will have to reconnect and we can talk about that. Cause I just, I did a free course a while ago and she was teaching people how to do it themselves. And I was like, kind of in a, a place where I had only recently heard about it. And I was like, what is this woo stuff? I don't really understand. But now that I've learned a little bit more about it, it's really freaking cool once you know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, my next question for you is how did you arrive to your current just place in the universe right now? Tell us your story. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I know it's always a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's quite long around rambling and, and the facetious sounding, but also completely truthful answer is my whole life has led me to this place. Um, I have given myself the title Meditation Muse because the work that I do um, combines multiple modalities and, and creative practices. So, it, you know, if you say to me, what do you do? Well, if I say I'm an author and I'm a musician and I'm a producer and I'm an artist and I'm a meditation teacher and I'm a tarot reader and I'm a spiritual facilitator, that's quite a mouthful. If I say I'm the meditation muse, it already just gives you a sense that, yeah, I do all these things. You know, in terms of my spiritual practices, you know, I, I grew up just seeing things and knowing things that other people don't see and know. And, you know, I have synesthesia, so my senses are all mixed up. Like I see music and things and I didn't know because why would you that not everybody has that. So, you know, the way that my brain is wired isn't like most people's brains. Um, and that's sort of like my superpower. So my mother bought me my first tarot deck when I was 13, 14. And so I started working with those and I taught myself and everybody knew me as, as the girl with the tarot cards. So at school, I do tons of readings for people and I got a lot of practice in and um, and that really helped me develop my intuition and then fast forward a few years later, because, you know, I, I've, I've had lived a long life. Well, you know, 50 years. So I'm, I'm not going to bore you with every detail of 50 years. But for various reasons, I wanted to cast a love spell, which, you know, is ridiculously unethical. And you'll be glad to know I didn't actually do it in the end. 
Um, but I went to a book shop because, you know, books are where I get everything and looked for a book which would have a love spell. And I picked up Titania's Enchanted, which had what I thought I wanted. And I've never been able to read that book from cover to cover because it's just it's it's not for me. Let's just be diplomatic about it and say it like that. And I also bought a copy of Marion Green's A Witch Alone. And I can't tell you why I bought it because unlike Titania's like beautiful fuzzy cover and you know bright colours, it was a very unassuming cover. The blurb wasn't particularly engaging or exciting, but something inspired me to pick it up. And I started reading it. And I think it was in about the fourth or the fifth chapter, she described um, a particular entity and I had experience with the same entity and what she described matched exactly what I'd encountered and that was like the first time where I'd actually had somebody else go yeah you're not the only person that has these experiences and this was back before the internet was really a thing so it really was you know I wrote her a letter you know snail mail I was reading books because that's what we had Um, and she wrote back to me which you know, it was really amazing. And she was like, I'm really glad that you like the book. Um, I do a correspondence course. Are you interested? And of course I said, yes. So then I started working on that and, you know, one thing led to another. I, you know, I'm now initiated into both a craft and a ceremonial order. So I have um, more than one initiation. I've um, qualified in meditation teaching because I've been running workshops and leading meditations for years, but I recently was felt called to actually formalize that because insurance companies like bits of paper. So, you know, I I formalized that. And then to look at the other angle of it um, and the music side of things and the dancing side of things, um, I taught myself to read music when I was four. I can't remember music not being in my life I can't remember not being able to play instruments and so I was very active sort of you know for about the first 20 years of my life and I used to you know be very active in the London acoustic scene and then I met my husband and I got pregnant and then I kept getting pregnant until we had five children and um, they all have autism and we home educated and we don't have any support from families so just music went on the back burner and it stayed there for 17 years until um, I do annual goals lists and I just decided I wanted to get back into music now that the children were older I wanted to get back into music and so I set myself a goal that I was going to do open mics and I wasn't doing and I wasn't doing it and in the end I ended up setting up my own which introduced me to far more interesting people was much better than if I'd gone off to other people's open mics and then I set myself a goal that I wanted to write one song a month because I used to songwrite and I hadn't been writing songs so I was like right and again wasn't doing it wasn't doing it and then I saw a Facebook ad for an organization called the Songwriting Academy and they did this five-day challenge which I did and then they did a boot camp which was like really intense five days like eight hours a day sort of thing but working with like mentors who are at the absolute top of their game um like people who've written for Dido or worked with Justin Bieber like really big name people and I loved it so I signed up to their mentoring program and I'm now my second year of that Um, I'm currently co-writing with Paul Statham who co-wrote Dido's Here With Me I'm producing all this music and 
you know, it fits in really nicely because then the other side of what I do, like I said, it's a long story. I'm trying to give you the condensed version um, is I teach chakra dancing. And again, I can't remember not being a dancer. My mother took me to my first dance class when I was 18 months old. I've danced my whole life. I was a founding member of the Metal Maidens, which is a South Wales belly, well, belly dance inspired dance troupe that does sort of like belly dance to heavy metal. And so I, I danced with them for, I know it's about 18 months, I think, and lockdown hit. And I just realised it wasn't, it wasn't lighting me up and it wasn't giving me joy. So I stepped away from that because it just wasn't right for me. But I knew I wanted to keep dancing and I knew that dance was a form of meditation. So I thought, hmm, what can I actually learn about that's a dance meditation? I Googled and the only thing that came up was chakra dance meditation. So I was like, right. I'm going to do that then. And so I applied, I got accepted. I went off and I qualified. And it's just this beautiful synergy, which is one, it's, it's a long story, but it really is true that every aspect of my life has brought me to this place because I couldn't make the music that I do if I hadn't been a musician for 50 years. I couldn't teach dance the way that I do if I hadn't been a dancer for 50 years. I couldn't have the, you know, be able to be the kind of meditation teacher that I am if I didn't have 25 years of spiritual trainings and daily practices. So all these things have come together in this sort of like beautiful collaboration where now everything that I do informs and inspires everything else. And I, you know, because I absolutely love the fact that I get to do all these cool things and I don't just have to pick one. Oh my gosh. Talk about divine intervention and alignments to, I mean, you are literally the definition of that. That is a beautiful, like just full circle. I love that. And I think a topic, so what I coach is helping individuals align their energy so they can do what they love, which you've arrived at. You're there, you're, you know, you quote unquote are living the dream. And ultimately we're always, you know, living the dream. We're always continuing to expand, but let's dig into that. How did you, you talk, you mentioned something that I, I love. You said, you know, it wasn't an alignment for me. I didn't get as much joy into it. So I had to let it go. And I think people struggle with that subject of, you know, they continue to pursue something, even though ultimately their soul is telling them no. So how did you lean into your intuition, into your soul, into whatever it was? So you knew, okay, this is no longer in alignment with me. I kind of didn't really have a choice in the matter, to be honest, because it was just making me so miserable. And the thing is, is that the other women in the troupe, you know, they're lovely. You know, when I said that I was leaving and I just sort of like publicly said, you know, I've, I've stepped away. I got people messaging me going, you know, was there a drama? And I'm like, no, I have nothing bad to say about anything. They're awesome. If you get a chance to go and watch them perform, go see them. They're the metal maidens. They're brilliant. Um, but I think the thing is, is that I didn't have the best of childhoods and my 20s weren't much better either. And you know, I didn't know who I was or what I should, well, actually, that's not true. I did know who I was because one of the superpowers of autism is that I actually can't be anybody else. I have to be me. I, I can't pretend. Um, but there were things that were sort of put on me that, 
you know, I didn't realize at the time because it's so subtle, but things like after I graduated um, and, you know, I, I should have done looking back, I should have done a performance kind of degree. Instead, I read history at Oxford, which, you know, I don't regret that because that education really suited my way of thinking and it really helped shape the way that I think and I approach things today. So, you know, no learning is ever wasted. It was it was awesome. But it's not actually where I should have gone. Um, but at that time, I didn't really sort of have the support. And at that point, I was very um, I had lacked a lot of self-confidence and I had pretty low self-esteem. So after I graduated, I sort of went to work in offices because that's what you do. And nobody sort of ever said to me, no, you have alternatives. Um, you know, because I've been a freelance writer for the last decade. Now, if I'd known back then what I know now, I could have just been writing. but you know, I'm just like, no, you have to go to work in offices because that's what people do. And I spent five years being utterly miserable. You know, I can remember times being on the bus to work and just not even being sure if I could physically get off at the stop. And I don't know how I managed to get myself to work on those days because I did. But it was really, really hard. And it was only when I met my husband and we got pregnant and he said to me, you have a choice. You can go back to work or you can stay home with the children. And I'm like, there's no, no doubt <laughs> I'm staying with my children. Like, I really don't want to go back. Um, I mean, I did have exit plans in place. Um, I decided to myself that if I hadn't met somebody by 35, I'd sell my house. I'd move out to India. I'd like set up a music cafe in Goa and people would come and do open mics on the beach. And, you know, I had exit plans. But back then it didn't occur to me, you don't have to wait. You can just do it now. And I think the experiences that I've had, and, you know, I have been through a lot of trauma. I am diagnosed with PTSD. I have faced a lot of struggles. But the way that you respond to those things, they really can make you, and, and that's not to diminish anybody's experience who's struggling right now, and feels like they can't overcome it because I've been there and it is tough and it is hard and I'm not saying that it's not but the work that I've been doing the meditation that I've done the, the self-reflection the constant striving to learn I think that's one of the things for me is that I've always been driven to learn and to know and to understand more and more and more and more that by the time lockdown hit, when like everybody was really forced into introspection, for me, that wasn't anything new because it was a process that I'd been following for some time by that point. But it kind of accelerated it. And just the fact that we weren't meeting up and looking at the kind of conversations that we were having on WhatsApp and the way that it was going. And it was just this isn't lighting my soul up. And I'm getting to an age now, and it's, it's one of these things where, you know, youth is wasted on the young. Because, again, if I'd known this you know, 20, 30 years ago, oh, my God, things would have been so different. But I just feel now that life is too short to do what doesn't light you up. And, yes, we do have obligations and responsibilities. You know, I've got five children. The youngest is 12. You know, they're not in a space yet where I can leave them and run away and join the circus. But you can still seek your joy. You can still acknowledge 
the aspects of your life that you know aren't amazing but that's because you know <laughs> a taxes you know we have to pay our taxes you can't really get around that you know very few people are going to be finding joy in that although you can because I remember celebrating the first time I actually earned enough to pay tax you know it's a privilege to actually earn the money that means that you have to pay tax um but yeah that just the older I get the more that I feel that any time spent doing things that I don't have to do that aren't lighting me up is time wasted so now you know I don't hang around with people I don't enjoy their company you know I don't go to places that I aren't fun you know so it's just life's too short <laughs> so if it's not I say to my children and I, I'm really hoping that my children um sort of accelerate through all the lessons that I have because I do say to them a lot if it's not fun don't do it I, I was just going to ask you if that was kind of your philosophy with your children and yes it sounds like it is I love that you're teaching the new generation to embrace that I love that so much switching gears a little bit on some of the modalities that you integrate into your teachings. Um, one of them is, as you mentioned earlier, chakra work and chakra music and chakra dance. So why the chakras? Do you know, that's a question I, sh I should be asking myself <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's not, I think people that have known me for a long time would be quite surprised that I do all this um chakra work now and again I, I just think it's divine intervention because when I was looking for a dance troupe um sorry not dance troupe just dance meditation I was like I want to study dance meditation because dance is the ultimate in mindful movement when you're dancing you're completely focused in the moment you're not you know you're, you're moving your body you're not thinking about what you're making for dinner you know, or that pile of laundry that you've got to sort through. It, it, you're not thinking about that, or you shouldn't be, just as you shouldn't be thinking about what other people are thinking when they're watching you. You should just be dancing for the joy of it. And that's such a pure form of meditation. So I Googled, and Chakra Dance Meditation was the only dance meditation course that came up. And I'll be honest... I actually was resistant to that because I thought, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's new age, woo woo. It'll be nonsense that, you know, you know, no, I, I don't want to do that. It's it's not like serious you know, magic work, you know, like the other stuff that I've done. But it was the only course. And I thought, no, I really want to do this. And, you know, I, I did it without a big plan. I did it because I wanted to dance and I wanted to dance in a way that was more spiritual. And so I just thought, right, well, I'm going to put my preconceptions to one side. It does sound awesome and it sounds like fun. So I'm going to do this course. And if at the end of it, all that's happened is I've had five days of dance. That's cool. It will have been worth it because it will be fun. And as it turned out, you know, I met really amazing people, like some of my favorite people I met on this course. And I was really surprised because very few of them had any kind of dance background and very few of them had any kind of spiritual background, but they were all interested in learning and doing more. Um, so when I did it, just finding out 
how you can dance the chakras and how it does shift things. I mean, I remember on one of the training days um, that they started giving each of us a, a chakra to lead. So we'd get experience facilitating the, the sessions. And I remember that after we did the solar plexus, I was like looking at Lizzie, who is um, the, the woman who created it. And I was sending her mind, but it's going like, pick me. For, I have to do the heart. I have to do the heart. I've got such an amazing idea. And she called my name and it was supposed to be me and one other woman were supposed to sort of do it together. And we were going to switch over halfway through the music. And I came forward and I started leading people through and she didn't switch people out. And there were a lot of tears in the room because I facilitated this shift, this healing. And, and when we were done, they said, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to have to do the heart again because this other person needs to lead it as well. So we just have to have two sessions at the heart. Um, but it really showed me just the power of this movement. And it, it's such a deceptively simple practice, but it has such profound effects. So after I qualified, um, I decided that I would run classes, but I know that where I live, it would be difficult to do in-person classes because I know dance teachers locally who struggle to get people to come to mainstream forms of dance, let alone something that's quite spiritual and out there. So I started doing online classes instead. And, you know, it works just as well online as it does in person, but better really, because then anybody can come. and. From there, it seems to have taken on a life of its own. So when I started studying with the Songwriting Academy, I didn't go in it thinking, right, I'm going to learn how to make chakra dance music. In fact, the opposite. I wanted to do singer-songwriter stuff like I used to do. Um, in order to do what I'm doing right now, I needed to learn production. I was very resistant to that. My mentors were going, you need to at least have the basics of production. And I'm like, no, it's computers. Computers are scary. I don't want to do it. And then just... I don't know what did it, but I suddenly had like this click. And now I pretty much do nothing but production and I've released music. I, you know, I'm planning on having an album out in the new year. I've got all this cool stuff going on and it is all chakra inspired and chakra related. And then um, I'm about to launch a program for um, aligning your chakras in business and um, a friend of mine came to me. She's she's a well-established coach. She's amazing at what she does because I know this because I've been through some of her programs. And she said to me, I've had this flash of inspiration. I need to be doing something with, with chakras. And I thought, who do I know that knows about chakras? Ah, Alethea. And so we've, we've put together this amazing program that actually looks at the chakras of your business and wet the energies blocked in your business and what you can do to actually clear those blocks and get yourself in alignment and actually create the business that is 100% in alignment with you and 100% alignment in with itself. Um, so I'm super excited about that. But it's, it's all stuff that's just, it's come together. And, you know, I'm a Virgo and I'm autistic. I like to know what's happening next. I like to plan. And it's been a real journey for me to let go of that. But this year, I've just been leaning more and more into the concept of just putting one foot in front of the other and, you know, not even having a destination, forgetting destination, just going, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and it's going to lead me somewhere cool. And I'm trusting the universe that it's going to lead me somewhere cool. 
but I'm not going to try and dictate where my destination is. I'm just going to enjoy the journey. And that's what's got me in this really amazing place where I've got all these exciting projects on the go. And I'm so excited. Like there isn't a single thing that I'm doing that I'm not excited about because it's, I just think it's all so cool. And I think it's going to, you know, those people who come across it, I think are going to, their, their lives will be transformed and it will be for the better because what I do in everything that I do is I'm never about saying to somebody else, you know, you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. I'm all about, all right, what works for you? How do we figure that out? What's your journey? Like with meditation, I teach multiple different techniques because if I said to everybody, right, we're doing breath work. Breath work is the only type of meditation. It's not the only type, but actually a lot of people don't like it, myself included. So I give out multiple different methods so that people can figure out the right way for themselves. And I think the more you act um, in a way which is authentic to you, that's when the magic happens. That's when these random doors that you didn't even know were there will open up and you end up in these really, really amazing, interesting places without ever planning on getting there. But you look back and you go, yeah, that's exactly where I was meant to be. Because, you know, if I, if I look back, if I you know take the Metal Maidens, for example, it wasn't right for me. But without that experience, without being in a troupe where I was regularly dancing, and understanding that I need to dance, despite having been told from multiple sources I need to be dancing more, and I was ignoring them. But you know, this troupe got me dancing again. So when I left, I knew I had to keep dancing. So they're 100% responsible for being where I am today, which is another reason why I think they're awesome and everybody needs to go check them out because I'm very grateful because they've got me to here. Oh my gosh. I'm like, that's all you guys need to know. Just follow your fun. Follow your fun meter. <laughs> um, one subject I would love to dig into more is this course you have coming up about chakra alignment for your business. So tell me, you know, what are you teaching people? Is it just for entrepreneurs? Is it people who are actually working? How, how can people, you know, who's the right person for this course? The right person for this course is anyone who knows they can get more out of their business. So if you are 100% happy with your business and where it is right now, this is not for you. This is for those people who want more. And you don't think you don't have to be an entrepreneur to do it. You might be you know, having a day job, but wanting to escape that. Realistically, um, it's it is going to be for people who want to have their own business, whether they've got it now or in their they're in the planning processes. It is going to be about your business, just because that energetic alignment and that energetic connection is going to be so much stronger. You know, you have an energetic connection with it with an employer, but anything that you're doing for that employer is ultimately for the benefit of their company mm-hmm. and not for you. And you know, yes building your career benefits you your dream job might be working for somebody else you know that that's all great and cool but realistically if you want to have a complete energetic alignment then it's going to be in a business that you you know at least have some element of control over and so some of the people we have an assessment if you go to inspireworks.ch 
Um, I can't remember the rest of it off the top of my head, but I will make sure that I get you that link. Um, we actually have a chakra business assessment test that Ooh. you can take to see how in alignment you are with um, your business chakras. And so we've got people there who are just starting out or just thinking about starting out. And it's it's really interesting looking at the, the responses that we're getting because you'll get some people where their lower chakras, you know, their, their root and their solar plexus and the sacral, they're, they're really like, they're not there at all. But their crown is lit up. They're on fire. They're divinely inspired. They know they're doing what they're doing. And then you've got other people who have a steady business you know their their roots great their sacrals you know doing the do but their heart's not there and you look at it and you go okay so on paper this might be working for you but this really isn't the business that you should be in and you know maybe you know either you've got to find your joy in this or look at the success that you've had here and imagine how much greater that would be if you were actually heart aligned so it's, yeah, it's, it is very much about not just working on your own chakras, but actually your business chakras as an entity in its own right, because everything's energy. You know, that's physics. You know, we can agree everything is energy, which means that everything has its own energy centers. So your business, whilst it has a physical manifestation, um, you, you might have offices, you're, you might have equipment, you know, it might just be you and your expertise. Um, but there is still an energy to that business as an entity in its own right, which means that you'll want to make sure that all those energy centers are clear and free flowing. And every time you start hitting a block, um, we, you know, we've corresponded the seven chakras with seven different areas of the business you know for example the throat really obvious that that's all about marketing and communications um your root that's all about your resources um so if you're hitting any kind of a block it's you know you can go back and you can look at each of the energy centers and go okay where where is there the hiccup where is the problem here because you could have everything set in place but if you're not telling people about your business, if your throat chakra is blocked or you're, you're, you're shouting, but people aren't hearing you because you're saying the wrong thing. You need to clear that ch chakra. So it's about it's a very, very personalized program, even though it is group coaching. We are taking a very, very personalized approach. Um, my colleague, Nadine, um, she studied with Bob Proctor she she's uh, she teaches the think and grow rich program um so she comes at it from a manifestation and mindset and business perspective whereas i have all this spiritual training and experience and understandings so i come at it from that perspective and between the two of us we've just got something that's so unique and special that I just know is really, really, really going to help people connect more effectively with their business, actually understand where they need to be in business, how they need to be in business, who they need to be in business with, and really get clear on being heart aligned, but also you know, the other six chakra aligned as well because again we talk about being heart aligned we talk about our mind being in it, our heart being in it but what about all the other chakras they are actually just as important 
And it's, you know, it's great to be passionate about something, but if your business isn't actually making you any money, you know, you've got to have all seven balanced, aligned and in place. And that's what we do. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to need all the information. This is like exactly <laughs> what I love. I'm so passionate about talking about. So we will absolutely make sure this is in the show notes. This episode's not coming out for a few weeks, so it'll be perfect timing, I think. So with the chakras kind of wrapping everything up, you mentioned it. I think you really nailed it. You know, your heart chakra, I think is a good indicator of kind of everything, but it's not the only one that you need to balance or focus on and really linking that to not just a business perspective, but just daily living for individuals who really are not focused on the chakras or maybe just know a little bit about it, or even maybe think, you know, oh, it's just woo. That's just woo woo. How can you tell them to focus on it in a way that makes sense to them? So they know where they're going or what they need to focus on or what will bring them more joy. Well, the way that we work is, you know, I've, I've worked with energy healers who've worked literal miracles on me from, you know, other countries. We don't do that. <laughs> We're teaching you how to work with your own energies, but we can take the word energy out of the equation. It, you know, if somebody thinks, you know, oh, no, there's no energy in a business, a business is a business. That's fine. Because what we do will still work. This is one of the great things about what I do is that people don't have to believe in it for it to be real. If it's real, it's real. Your belief does not change that. And what we do is we give you um, various exercises, various processes. There are meditations. I mean, for example, with meditation, there is so much scientific evidence out there that meditation changes the brain and body and mind for the better you know I, I'm, I'm not going to point you at resources just do a quick google and you will get pages and pages and pages of scientific evidence research studies that show that meditation benefits the body it benefits the mind you know it benefits everything yeah so we if we if we don't view meditation as a spiritual practice but instead we view it as a fitness practice that doesn't change what's going on, but you're, you know, those benefits are still there. It's, it's all about the label that we put on things. So just because you don't like to view something in the paradigm of um, energy, that's cool. Call it something else. Um, there, there was a talk by, I can't remember who it was now, but they were talking about, you know, why they call the chakras, they actually call them energy centers rather than chakras. And it was a fair point because it's the same thing, but a lot of people who aren't you know, so woo-woo have a lot less of an issue with the idea of working with energy centers because that seems more main, that's scientific, that is, it's energy centers. Which is so funny, opposed, chakra literally means energy center. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, this is the joke of it, but you know, people are weird. <laughs> but it's, you know, put whatever labels on it you want. The reality is we know this stuff works because, you know, when we've had people do our assessment, um, some of them are people we know nothing about. But, you know, there are also people that we do know something about and, you know, we could predict their answers before they even come and fill out the test. 
because we already know where their problems are likely to be. And we already know that we have exercises and, you know, programs and things that you can do to change that. I mean, ultimately, it's down to you to do the work. And I think that's the difference between us and some energy healers. And I have, you know, I've worked with energy coaches and healers, and they really have made a huge difference to me. So I strongly recommend you know, doing that kind of work. But, you know, the thing is with those people, they're the ones doing the work or rather they're not doing the work, but they are acting as the facilitator mm-hmm. to have that change that they're like in between you and the change. What we're doing is we're going actually, no, we're here to hold space for you, but you're the one actually doing the work. Yes. Because it's down to you to actually get yourself into alignment. And I think that's a much more empowering thing to do as well, because then you know that you've got the tools, you know, if a problem does come up, you know what you need to do in order to fix it. So, you know, everything that I do, whether it's this program or anything else, I'm all about empowering people. I mean, my dream is that people don't need me. And I know that's not a great business model. (laughs) You know, I've done my job if somebody doesn't need me anymore and it's great if they still want to come back because they love it and they have such a great time with me but the idea is is that you shouldn't need what I do if I've done my job properly you should have everything that you need to keep going and be self-sustaining oh my gosh yes and I think that's actually a beautiful business model because then you have done the work you're passionate about and you're expanding you're causing the ripple effect so I love it Okay. Well, other than this beautiful course that I cannot wait to hear more about, how else can someone work with you? Um, Well, I mean, they can reach out to me personally. I do a number of different things. I um, I've done book coaching. I'm currently working with a guy called Larry Devoskin. Um, He's a Grammy nominated songwriter and I've helped him get his memoir. He's now in the process of signing with an agent and getting his book out there. And everybody should read his book because it's amazing and awesome. And I love it to pieces. And I love Larry. He's gorgeous. We'll put it in the um, show notes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I so I, I've worked with people. I've been a freelance writer for a decade, so I can do creativity coaching. I can help you if you've got a book in you and you want to get it out. I can help you do that. Um, if you want support on developing a meditation practice, I can help you with that. If you just want to come along to a chakra dancing class, they are online on Fridays, 8 p.m. Uh, BST until we change in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, you know, go to theafay.academy.co.uk. There's a ton of courses there um, that I offer. Or you just reach out to me as, as a human being and say, hey, I don't, I don't know if you do this, but would you? And if I can, I will. I had the most random thing happen the other day. I was doing a live video on Facebook and I had to stop it short because somebody rang me. And you know, if I look at it in some ways, it's a bit creepy because basically she'd read a book that I was in, read in the bio that I home educated in South Wales. And she's like, I'm moving to South Wales. I found you, I looked you up. I found your website. I got your phone number from your website. Can you give me a bit of advice about home educating in Wales? And I'm like, okay. And I did, I was on the phone with her for about 20 minutes, pointing her at various resources and things for her to, um, you know, build a network because she was new to the area. Um, But yeah, anybody can ask me for help. And if I can, I'll give it to you. And if I can't, I'll point you in the direction of somebody else. I mean, I'm constantly referring people on. I'm all about spread the love. And, you know, if, if if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can 
And generally speaking, if it's if I can, it'll be a personal recommendation. And if I personally recommend somebody, they're awesome because I just know tons and tons of awesome human beings. So, yeah, just reach out, email me, message me. I don't care. <laughs> beautiful i will put all this information in the show notes so you can connect with this beautiful human and Athia, thank you so much this was i mean more than i even could expect to have a conversation and listeners you know i always like to kind of recap a couple topics that can be really pulled away and i think the biggest message you can take away from this episode is to just embrace the fun and be curious and watch the magic happen because I mean, you said it multiple times, you are very resistant to things at times, but ultimately it got you where you were destined to be. And it was because you were curious and you, you know, looked at it from a, from a fun perspective, which I just love, love, love. So thank you so much. I appreciate the, the time that you've given here today. And those of you who are listening, as I always say, the best way to reach more people to really give us the exposure is just share, share on Facebook, share on Instagram, share on the socials and tag us. And we can then create more of that magic. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I'd love to connect with you. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram to be entered in to a $50 Amazon gift card. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and don't forget to glow like you're meant to. Have a fabulous week.